Well, thank you. Thank you so much. That's a whole lot of rehearsal time right there. We, uh, we heard that song, uh, and uh, Maverick City is uh, one you, and you, you might be seated. And when we heard it, we thought, what a great opportunity to be able to sing it. And it's a hard, hard song to sing. But let's present it on Mother's Day. Women, of course, as we all know, often are the prayer warriors in the family. How many of you by raised hand had a praying mama or praying grandmama? You knew they knew how to pray. And sometimes we wouldn't pay any attention to it. One of my mom's favorite phrases to all of her family and the grandkids is you can't do wrong and get by. So just, well, come on and give your life to Jesus. That's been her song. But you ladies, we honor you today. God created you in a special, special way that enables, that enables you often, statistically, realistically, to do what you do. Now we say, well, the men are supposed to be the spiritual leaders of the house. And we understand that, and that's important, and that's what often should be. But it's not necessarily the case. But the person who usually is whispering a prayer for the whole family is Mama. And God honors Mama and women today, and we do too. Would you put your hands together one more time for all the women, all the ladies? Thank you so much. Talking to Jesus. I want to talk for a few moment, moments about the heart of uh, the heart of a woman. As a matter of fact, I you know Sunday we don't have an opportunity. My wife Sharon seated with me today. She's the she is the mother of our three kids. Did a wonderful job. I've drugged her all over the place. Uh, she plays the piano. Uh, she's not confident in that, but. Nonetheless, there was a time when a worship uh, person wouldn't show up or piano player wouldn't show up. And I'd say, Sharon, you pull out the songs that you know, and that's what we're going to sing in church this morning. And often in early on in ministry, when, the, uh, when we had children's church and that leadership may not show up, or she said, I would do it. She, she did children's church and all that went with that, teaching Sunday school classes and being a vibrant part of of ministry and so I appreciate it God bless you I honor you God bless we never want not one female to not be honored here at Victory Church now I catch it either way I catch it sometimes not a lot from maybe a mother who will say, why don't you honor all the women? Some were not mamas. And you should focus on the mama. You say, that really happened? Absolutely. <clears throat> but I'm a big boy. <laughs> you know? You got an opinion? Share it. Always tolerate those who disagree with you. Because they have a perfect right to their ridiculous opinion. So I just leave it right there. And then I had one that took me on when I focused during my ministry only on mamas, women, children. 
And buddy, she took me on straight ahead. She just opened the door to my office right off the hallway of the church I pastored then and just made herself available. <laughs> she said, you know, you honor all mamas today and I felt uncomfortable. Well, why is that? Well, because I'm not a mother. Doesn't mean I never wanted to be a mother, but I'm not. And she said, it would have been nice if you would have honored people like me. That day, that day, I made my mind up. If I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of saying we love all women and Mother's Day is about all of you gals. Is that okay? So, amen. Say, well, I don't think I like that. I'm going to send you an email. Please do. That's dmcbridevictorylakeland.org, okay? God, God bless. Well, what is a home? A uh, home, of course, often is different in a lot of areas. Um, a home is a forum. And what do I mean by forum? It's, it's a place for honest, open discussion to talk about problems and challenges that go with families living together. Sometimes the home is a secret society. It's, it's we are loyal to one's family. And it means that sometimes we ought to just keep silent about family issues as it relates to outside the home. What do you say to that? A real home often is a health resort. Mothers are, are the most natural physicians. All she has to do is kiss a little bump and it's, it's all better. A home often is a cooperative league. It's where households will furnish with interest and have interest in each other's uh, uh, challenges and problems. In other words, we all bring together our challenges and all of them are respected. What I like most about a real home, it's a temple of worship. It's a place where true worship in spirit and in truth happens. Nothing like getting together with your family and enjoying the Lord. So I thought, well, help me out a little bit, Net. So I ran across a few things here that, that uh, in reality, one-third of U.S. women, here it is, one-third. This number was light uh, to me, color the hair. One-third. I believe that's false. I believe there's more than that. All right? Is that Okay. 9% of women have had cosmetic surgery. 9%. Here's the thing that threw me. 8% of the men have. That scared me. 53% of women will not leave home without makeup. Hallelujah. <laughs> 53%. You know? 58% paint their nails on a regular basis. Isn't that great? I thought last night, I told him in the ready room, can you imagine what the world would be like if there were no women? This world would be a mess. But then the men, old gruff men, and then God said, I want to bless you with a little beauty. I want to bless you with a little ingenuity. I want to bless you with 
a little creative ability. I want to bless you with a sensitive heart. I want to bless you with a person who will lay awake at night praying and crying over you. And God said, and the answer to that is a woman. She knows where the ketchup is in the refrigerator. <laughs> Amen? She knows, she knows, she knows. So we know that, now I'm not sure about this one. You're going to have to help me. 33% of women are not truthful with their weight. <laughs> They're not truthful. How many of you men by raised hand have no idea the weight of your spouse? How many of you ladies know the weight of your husband? Yeah, Lord. But it's amazing to me. Now, here's our focus. It is Mary of Bethany. She was the sister of Lazarus and... She is the sister to Lazarus. And I hear it over here. I hear it over here. I don't hear it much over here. Over here, tell them who the sister was. Would you do that? What was the sister's name? Thank you so much. How many of you over here already knew that? Raise your hand. That's good. That's good. Now, here's what's so important about her. Our text today, Mark 14, verse number 9. I will tell you the truth. Wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. In other words, he just gave her high, high accolades and said no matter what time or date, no matter what century, it will be spoken well of Mary. Well, when you look at that, what was it that was important about her that made Jesus notice her? Now, I want you to, I want you to pay attention to this one little statement. The Lord breathed this in my heart. There is no other place and no other person who demonstrates care, kindness, and gives a part of their emotion away like Mary other than one other person, and it was Jesus. The only other person in Scripture that goes to the extent of sharing and caring in a way that lifts up the name of Jesus other than Jesus and Mary, those two areas. Here's what she believed. She believed that people are more important than presence. Would you say that with me? People are more important than presence. There we go. Mark 14, 3. While he was in Bethany, 
reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume, made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. It's just days before the crucifixion, and Jesus is in Jerusalem for the Passover feast, and the weight of the future is weighing heavily on his shoulders, and Mary is intuitive enough, like women are, was intuitive enough to see the stress that Jesus was facing, and she possessed a servant's heart and knew the value of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And she demonstrated it right there. When Jesus arrived at Simon the leper's house, which was a big, big house, many were concerned about what's proper protocol going to be. You could smell the opportunity for crucifixion in the air. And Mary was concerned when she saw Jesus' need. What can I do? She was more concerned about people, about Jesus, than she was presence or material possessions. She started talking to Jesus. She started communicating with him. She started letting him know she was talking to Jesus, as we heard in song. She took that expensive jar of perfume worth at least a year's wages. She broke the flask open and, and used it and poured it out on his head. That gift to her was considered the most valuable thing that Mary had. The truth is that God created that kind of feeling and emotion in women, and nothing wrong with that. In the special characteristic of women, He created them a certain sensitivity, an emotion, a caring, a perception, to be thoughtful and to be expressive. And it's all found in women. If there's care and love and expression, often in the average house, it comes from the heart of a woman to marry. Presence and expense and protocol or anything else was not nearly as important as Jesus. If you want to take a, a woman that is low-key and get her riled up, just mess with one of her kids. Any amens out there? You just mess with her kids. You just say something about them, and it'll rile her up. Her exhibition of a servant's heart was that of a caring person. Why? She said, these people, this person, Jesus, is what I care more than. And it's demonstrated than the most expensive thing that I've ever had in my life. And it's bottle of perfume. Number two, praise is often neglected. Say that with me. Praise More women today committing suicide than ever. More single parent women committing suicide. Well, how, how could you do that and you have children? Often it's not done while the children are home. Often it's done when she's single and the children are now fending for themselves and she feels alone. She feels incapable. She looks at her life and said, I spent my life. Often single moms in the home 
reached that stage in their life and they check their retirement account and it's not much there. Often she thinks about relationship. It's not there. And let me say to all you individuals who have single moms, pay attention to them. Love on them. Be sure their needs are met. Come on, church. Be sure that you check on them. Be sure that you communicate with them. As a matter of fact, you ought to be talking to your mama all the time. But especially the single parent moms, when they reach that age, they need your help. Praise is often neglected. Mark 14, 5, it could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. No one else in the house, no one else in the house caught the act of love and care and kindness like Jesus. Mary's deed by the others was observed and simply said, she just wasted and she must be incompetent. She thought, hey, she's just grandstanding. Others thought it's silliness. It's, it's extravagant to do that. It's stupid. You see, the rest registered a complaint and criticized her for her actions. Oh, you're too emotional. Oh, you're too sensitive. Oh, you just put too much on people, etc., 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 and Jesus said without hesitation, "Leave her alone. Leave her alone." There's just something said to be said when you abuse a woman, your mama, your wife, your grandmother, etc. Often. The most overlooked person is often the one who gives most out of her heart and abundance of emotion and love. Ask me if you think I think men understand women. No. Why do you say that? Because the beauty of women, they're always changing. They change their mind. That's why they move your chair when you're not looking and you come in and you see the furniture rearranged and you go up to your bedroom and you see your bed turned the wrong direction. You think, what in the world is going on? I learned a long time ago, it just happens. And you learn to say, well, I'll get used to it. The worst thing in the world, gentlemen, is when you come home and your chair is out on the driveway. <laughs> that doesn't mean that she's getting rid of you. It means that she's ready to give that broken down piece of junk that you love so much away. Anybody out there? And I might as well go a step further. Most men have a pair of shorts they wear around their house. Hide them, gentlemen. Because when she gets tired of your shorts, 
they will disappear. Am I talking to the right people out there? Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. You have to watch that stuff. Men, men don't understand. They don't understand their compassion. They don't understand their workload. From time to time, I, I make the bed. I hate it. <laughs> Takes me forever. Sharon can breeze through. I can turn my back and turn, and the bed is made. And every time when I see that, I thought, God, you have called her with that special gift to make that bed up. Amen? To do it. She, 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 we don't understand the workload. We don't understand her sensitivity. Come here, baby. Don't cry. That's all right. Everything's okay. You know? I mean, so what if he failed fifth grade? He, he'll get another shot at it. Her emotions. She can cry over the craziest things. Men say, well, that, you're crying over that? It, it's, a, just a, it's just a stupid Hallmark movie. <laughs> Not only that, she, her acts of kindness we don't understand. The children often take her for granted. Well, what do you mean? Well, they expect their meals and clothes just to be automatic. They don't know that somebody had to put the stuff in the washer, put stain resistant on the clothes, wash it, take it out, didn't come clean, put it back in the washer, throw it in the dryer, or dryer, fold it up, and put it in the drawer. They don't get that sometimes. Or when it comes time to press the shirt, you see, failure or fail to clean up because we don't have to do it. Mom will do it. Our kids, just so you know how we raise our kids know how to cook they know how to clean they know how to get up when the meal is over and start cleaning up hello somebody said you abused sherry tim and Lori. oh i did not why because we train them for the future children take them for granted they take advantage of her compassion and physical weakness sometimes. Billy, he's a little guy, I don't know, eight or ten years of age. Mom was in the kitchen uh, making dinner, and Billy walked in with a note and confidently handed it to Mom. Mom washed her hands and get ready and took Billy's note and looked at it and took her a minute or two to read it. And a tear welled up in her eye she just stared at the note. Billy thought something's on, on her mind, and he just waited. She had had an emotion to say, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to put Billy in timeout or put him in the corner. I'm tired of this little brat. She didn't do anything. Billy thought, well, I fixed her. She took the note, and she turned it over and got her a pen and Billy couldn't see what she was writing and began to write. Unbelievable. When she finished, she turned the note and gave it back to Billy. When he read it, tears welled up in his eyes. And he said, Mom, I love you. Then he took a pen out and 
took the note on the side he had written on and put an X all the way across it and said, paid in full by my mother's love. What did his note say? You owe me for cutting the grass $5. Cleaning up my room this week, I cleaned it $1. Going down the block to the store for you, 50 cents. Babysitting my kid brother while you went shopping, 25 cents. Taking out the trash, $1. Getting a good report card, $5. Cleaning up and raking the yard, $2. Total owed, $14.75. Well, he turned it over and he said, I want to read what my mom wrote. For nine months, I carried you while you were growing inside me, no charge. For all the nights that I sat up with you to take care of you when you were sick and prayed for you, no charge. For all the trying times and all the Tears that you caused me as I would have been raising you, no charge. For all the nights that I was filled with dread, worried about you and praying over you that you would be strong and follow Jesus, no charge. For the toys and food and clothes and changing the diapers and even wiping your nose when you were younger, no charge. Son, I'm your mother, and I love you. Your health and your happiness, your smile, and your hugs are worth more than any amount of money. Thank you, your mother. No charge. That's mom. Society tries to abuse the position of womanhood and motherhood and women. They often try to project a woman today into a mold that doesn't fit what the scripture is. They often make her feel adequate or inadequate if she's a stay-at-home mom. They sometimes, when she's out working and having to work outside of the home, make her feel unimportant. And often she's the target of criticism and world abuse, just like Mary was. Mary was not seeking attention or praise. She was focused upon meeting the need, and still the abuse came. And when everyone else failed to see the value of her actions toward Jesus, it was Jesus at the end of the day that said, leave her alone. She has done a good thing. Finally, Prepare for the future. Mark 14. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body before to prepare for my burial. Jesus said, she has prepared me for my future. Every mother realizes the value of preparation. She plans her meals prepares for visitors to come, does the shopping, house cleaning, prepares the clothes for church. How many of you ladies out there remember getting your hair curled on Saturday night before church on Sunday? Any of you ladies remember that? Sure, 
You did until we went into the age of messy hair and then nobody cared. <laughs> the most important thing is she plans for her children. She sees you as a mature adult before you ever get there. She makes sure that you eat right. She makes sure that you behave correctly. She makes sure that you study. She makes sure that your body's clean. She looks behind the ears. Go back again. She makes sure you develop proper habits. That's what women do. They raise the family. And here's what Jesus said to Mary. She, Mary, she's done what she could. And Jesus said, I will immortalize her. Why? Because apparently what she did was so significant, it's only found in one book of the Bible, and yet the story of Mary's action toward Jesus has stood the generation after generation and the time. And the message is still vibrant today. Proverbs 31 offers a few. A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has a reason to regret it. She always faces tomorrow with a smile. And when she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say. She always says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and she keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you, you have overcome them all. Charm can be misleading and beauty fades, but the woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. Fest on her life with praises. In other words, give her her honor. And today, in Jesus' name, we honor every lady who's a part of our Victory community. Would you stand to your feet and one more hand clap. Amen. Father, I thank you for the privilege that you've given us. What a special, special day. And God, I'm grateful that, well, this little message today speaks to all of our hearts. It might cause us to remember often what some women have to go through. We dealt with the mamas. We've dealt with the, the women who may not have children. We have talked about single moms. And said, hey, be especially careful. We've talked about widows. And God, in the life that they lead. And you tell us in the church to be sure you honor the widows. And, and you take care and do what you can to be sure their needs are met. So today we do that. But Father, not only did you create women and they have the natural innate ability to be sensitive and created and emotionally. But unless they take time to ask for forgiveness, even as a mother doing a great job, they'll miss heaven 
until they call on your name and ask for forgiveness. And that's true. And maybe there's some men in the room today that need to get forgiveness for mistreating a wife or a woman or a mom. Or maybe some children need to get forgiveness because they haven't paid attention to mom. They, they talk to her disrespectfully. And God, I, I just pray that you would help us all. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray this prayer and ask you to repeat it after me and believe that God will help all of us. In Jesus' name. Here we go. Repeat it, please. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I thank you for Jesus Christ. I thank you for Jesus Christ. You are the Son of God. You are the Son of God. And we believe in you. And we believe in you. Father, we've sinned. Father, we've sinned. We've made mistakes. We've made mistakes. Either on purpose. Either on purpose. Or out of neglect. Or out of neglect. Or just not paying attention. Or just not paying attention. But today. But today. We're asking you. We're asking to forgive us. Let us correct our behavior that hasn't been correct. Let us do all that we can to fulfill the Scripture in honoring women, honoring our mother, honoring all women, and trusting you that every need will be met. We give ourselves to you, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't God good? Here's what we're going to do. Our altar workers are here. If you have a need, maybe you have a mom that's not well and is really sick, and you say, you know what? I'm just going to come down and I want to be anointed, and, and I'm going to represent my mother. Or maybe you have a child that is uh, acting up, just really rebellious, lost. Maybe you say, you know what? I gave birth to that kid. So I'm going to come down and be anointed. Or maybe, just maybe, your heart was not right. And you say, I want to bring myself to the Lord. Whatever it is, we're going to worship. I love you, everybody. My prayer is God will bless you and give you a great day. I will be in the lobby greeting some of you for the first time or the first time in a long time. I want to meet you. I want to give you a gift. I want to celebrate you. And friend, it's a great day. And I loved a while ago, I loved a while ago when our worship leader said, hey, turn around and wave to somebody. I like that. How about it? Before you leave, and while we're worshiping, and those of you come, turn around and wave at somebody, and then you are dismissed. Would you do that? God bless you, everybody. We love you.